Hi, Greg. Ron, you know who needs to eat a bag of dicks? Well, off the top of my head, uh, besides J.J. Abrams, I, I can't really think of anybody right now. I mean, there's nothing going on in the world that would, you know, require or, ne- or necessitate um, a full bag of dick eating. Here's one I, I bet you haven't thought about in eh, at least 20 years. Kevin Sorbo. Holy fuck stains. You, you, you remember him. He was, uh, you know, he, he played Hercules and then Xena uh, came out and no one gave a shit he existed anymore. Oh, boy. Um, so, <clears throat> at the risk of extinguishing my anonymity, as if being a co-podcast host hadn't already done that, um, I am from the same hometown as Kevin Sorbo. And so, just just to finish that real quick, and then I, I'm I'm gonna let you speak. No, 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 no. My hometown is less than ten thousand people, right? It it's not some tiny little farm community, right? But it's still small enough where basically everybody still knows everybody, right? Okay. And when that fucking tool bag made it big, at at least in the in the terms of as big as anybody from a small town in the Midwest could make it, right? Um it was all you ever fucking heard about. And Especially if you had any sort of aspiration to, you know, move to New York or L.A. or whatever. And like, oh, well, Kevin did it. So, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you, you could do it, but you'd have, to, you'd have to live up to the expectations of Kevin. And there, there was a bowling alley in town that had sponsored youth... Um, the youth baseball leagues and the owner of the bowling league had taken all of the, the years of like the team baseball photos with Kevin Sorbo in it because he was on the, the baseball team in town. And he had like separated those from all of the rest of the years because those are the ones that had Kevin in it. And every time you know, I don't I don't even think that I would have been able to articulate the concept of eating a bag of dicks at that point. But at at a bare minimum, it made me dry heave and at best I was throwing up in my mouth, right? Like so, anyway, <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm. I am ashamed of that. 
fact that I am uh, that I'm from the same hometown as him. Well, get ready to be more ashamed. Oh, for fuck's sake. This is just what I need. Because, uh, you know, I, I'm sure uh, the three people that listen to us probably haven't thought about this fucking meatloaf turd of an actor in 20 years either. Um, and if you're, if you're one of the couple from France, you may not have even heard of Kevin Sorbo before. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if Hercules was on over there. Look him, look him up on Twitter, um, <sighs> and and then uh, send him a great big fuck you from me. Oh yeah. So you know he he kind of vanished into obscurity after after his show, right? Sure did. Um, there, or, there was or that for anyone who thinks rationally. Sure. Uh, but so. What what brought him to my attention again all these years later um, was was some comments that he had made and, and caused me to look him up. Um, and it turns out that he is a full-on uh, Trump red-capping, uh, anti-mask, anti-vax, uh, you know, conspiracy theory fucking nut job. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is, he is out there, right wing, uber Christian. I don't know that I can differentiate those because they're the same goddamn thing anymore. That's Uh, very true. But he is just, he is fucking out there. But what really, what really pushed me over, so it pushed me over the edge with him, the, the stuff that he was saying about masks not working, which drives me crazy because if anyone actually still remembered who he is mm-hmm. that would be a really dangerous thing for him to be saying mm-hmm. but then then I'm, I'm scrolling through and he's got this article on here where he's he's daring uh to compare uh like so you remember in uh last crusade harrison ford goes in and he goes in he dresses up as a nazi to get into the rally to get the notebook back right Mm-hmm. So, so he basically posts this uh, article mocking that that uh, you know the left would just would cancel him because uh, he dressed up like a Nazi to to get his book back, completely ignoring the context of what the entire movie was about, or about how the entire existence of that movie speaks to wanting to punch douchebags like Kevin fucking Sorbo in the face. also completely forgetting the fact that you can't really cancel something that's already been canceled truth but i mean he seriously kevin sorbo is he is the soggy fucking fruit loops of actors at his best uh you know, and and now he's just on here being, you know, an insane fucking nut job to try and get people to book appearances with him, basically. He's like, well, the only people fucking crazy enough to uh, actually want to pay to see me are all fucking insane anyway, so let's just go that route. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. It's, it's like inside his skull... 
is Sloppy Joe Day at the school cafeteria, and that lunch lady just made him extra fucking sloppy. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you know, going along with the the knowledge that he was from my hometown, um, there, there was a time when I was really proud of that fact. And it, it extended, it, you know, cause I, I was not any sort of like avid watcher. Um, but you know, I saw on whatever Saturday or Sunday afternoons, my fair share of, of Hercules and Xena episodes. And, but I, like, I never sat down and watched every single one. But after Hercules went off the air, there was also a short-lived run of a show that he did called Andromeda. And Mm. it was a complete, like, 180 from where he had been because, you know, Hercules in this, you know, mythological, it was all about him being buff and fighting the guys. All Andromeda was a, a space show that was actually... Uh, created by Gene Roddenberry, and or I, I mean, I guess this was this was at a point where Gene was already dead, so I guess the idea came from him, and then I, I don't remember the details. You can go look it up. But in, in any case, <clears throat> because uh, given given what I know of Kevin Sorbo, I'm not gonna. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough, but I, you know, I wanted to give this a shot because growing up, I was a huge Star Trek fan, and you know, something else that you know came from the mind of Gene Roddenberry. Um, needless to say, it wasn't very good. It, you know, its its production budget was about on par with where Hercules or Xena was. You know, very low budget, especially for the. You know, late 90s, early 2000s, it was that kind of filler show on the weekends that, you know, would hope to drive a a meaningful enough audience of people that didn't want to watch, you know, football or golf or, you know, whatever sports were on the other networks. But that show was, it was pretty bad, and it only... I, I don't even know if it lasted like two seasons, but in any case, that went off. And the the first knowledge of Kevin Sorbo's right wingedness and his disgrace that transformed me into being ashamed that he was from my hometown uh, came during the first Bush administration because. He has been as fucking crazy as you describe since way before, you know, any of the, the Trump regime came into power. And so it, do, it doesn't surprise me at all that you are that you are revealing this information. And it is really not surprising that 
he is as right wing as you know as any of them out there. It really doesn't. You sure seem to know a lot more about this flaccid penis of a human being than I do. But <laughs> yeah. Well, again, it's having that connection, if you will. Um, there is even there's even a park in my hometown that got renamed to Kevin Sorbo Park. Like, it's fucking nauseating. And so when when you have that kind of connection, it you know it's not that I purposefully wanted to be ingratiated in this type of culture. It's just that I was there, and that that's what you get when you're there, right? So yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. And had I lived, I don't know one town over or two towns over i probably wouldn't have hardly any of this knowledge um but i do and it's unfortunate i don't god see and this this brings me all around to to this concept of cancel culture right oh boy so no hear me out and and look for me I associate cancel culture as being very much a millennial kind of thing, right? Uh, a millennial type of activism. And and I know that I like to shit on millennials because, well, fuck the Fortnite dance and, and whatever. But um, as much as I like to shit on millennials, I, I have to say, and, and I know there are people out there that hate this, but I'm fine with the cancel culture. As far as I see it, cancel culture is just people voting with their wallets. They're saying, you know what? I don't like the policies of Walmart or Target or whatever, so I'm not going to go there anymore. Uh, I'm canceling them. I'm done with it. Uh, You know, I don't like the politics of of this actor, so I am not going to pay uh, for studios uh, you know, I'm not going to pay the money to the studio to go see their movie so that they don't book them in the next movie. Uh, you know, it's it's voting with your wallet. And as far as I'm concerned, that is the most, uh, you know, capitalist thing you could do uh, as a form of protest, uh, especially in the form of capitalism we have here anyway. Uh, you know, that's that's the form of activism and and i'm all for it okay okay i you know there are a lot of times you and i have known each other a long time and yeah uh, we we get into certain conversations and there gets to be this point where where you will jump into something and you will be like, well, so here's how I feel about this. And some of the times you go in a completely perpendicular direction to where I think you're going to go. But this time, I am so glad that you went in in this direction. I completely agree with you. And our... The... 
how do I want to phrase this? The form of capitalism, as as you stated, in this country, and just everything that goes on is so fucked up and twisted and distorted. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. That when you're voting with your money, you're absolutely right. And and one of the things, case in point, I know that you are not a particularly large sports fan uh, unless it comes to hockey. We both love our hockey team. I, yeah. But take the Washington football team as an example. I, I don't okay. even want to say the name, right? Because it's disrespectful on so many levels. But how th- there have been lawsuits constantly in action against them since the fucking 70s, right? Almost four, 50 fucking years that this name has tried to be abolished. And yep. when does Dan Snyder probably, like, he honestly would give Kevin Sorbo a run for his fucking money for how fucking greasy and slimy that guy is. But a, a different subject there. But when he goes on record, he's been the owner for almost 20, well, 20 years now. I think it was 99 or 2000 that he bought the team. And he has been on record multiple times saying, we will never change the name. Never. Ever. Right? But then all of a sudden, amidst all these protests, amidst everything that's happening, guess what? FedEx and Nike, they start to step in and they want action to happen. And guess what? Money speaks. Right? Yeah. Because all of the Washington football's team, football team's merchandise from the Nike site disappears, right? FedEx doesn't want to associate with them anymore, and money fucking talks, right? And in in the aspect of what you were talking about. You know, I'm not I'm not going to go see this movie. I do not want to support the studio uh promoting this actor or I don't want to support these brands, right? In in a lot of ways that is like you know, it it's like, well, does my vote really matter, right? Is me not buying this, you know, $50 pair of sneakers, does that make a difference for me not doing that? Well, if 100,000 Nike's for $50. Well, off. no, I I don't mean Nike. <laughs> I I just mean okay. like in general, right? Like I'm trying to, you know, whether it's a whatever, 10, $15 movie ticket, whether it's a 50 to $150 pair of sneakers from whatever brand. Like it it doesn't matter whatever you're boycotting. You know, does it matter if just you does it, fuck no. There's plenty of other people that are out there still doing it. But if you do that in numbers, that makes a huge difference, right? But on the other side of that, why does it have to get to 
that point, right? Like, why why does nobody pay attention until the money stops flowing? Right. Well, because the problem is, is that your vote doesn't fucking matter, right? right. I mean, at, at the end of the day, what what you vote, whatever, doesn't mean a fucking pile of shit. I mean, look, if we if, let, let's say let's say best case scenario available to us, uh, everything goes good in November and we get Joe Biden uh, in the White House. Is that going to fix America's problems? Fuck no. No. America's problems were America's problems, uh, you know, all the way back to the beginning. America's problems didn't magically the day, get better. Uh, the day that know, those goddamn Puritan racists uh, hit the shore off the Mayflower, our fucking fates were sealed. It's, you know, and, but, but, your money does matter. Right. Uh, and, and where you choose to put that money matters. And that's that's the only form of vote that that anyone who is not, uh, you know, ultra wealthy has. I mean, that, that's all it's literally it's what we've been left with. And this is where I, I have to break with with my normal um tirades and say millennials really have whether they understand it or not even Mm -hmm. have really captured that idea in in such a fundamental way i mean we we talked a little while ago right uh and and poked some fun at belle delphine uh and and her selling bath water and whatever (laughs) Uh, I, I, Hey, no, I, I was not, I was not poking any fun at her. I was poking fun at, at those that would pay for it for her to be able to capitalize on that and make fucking bank. That's goddamn genius. I fucking love that shit. And, and what they figured out is that, you know, that, that market, that, that niche, right? is fickle. Um, and, and it's the kind of situation where you can be on at one minute and off at the next minute, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all of a sudden you're nothing. Um, but they realize that the supporters and, and the influencers and the brand recognition, and they've, they've been indoctrinated into that, uh, I'll call it a Disney synergy mentality of, of things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, since the day they were born, right? They've, they've never lived in a world where we weren't in late stage capitalism. Um, and so they've adopted it and, and in adopting it, they've recognized its weakness and they have found their way to fight back. Uh, whether, whether their vote means shit or not, right their money matters and and if they're conscious of where they decide to spend their money and what they decide to support uh they can affect the change they want mm-hmm. i mean there's this okay i'm gonna send you a link here this girl this is uh puppy girl jenna okay mm. now this girl makes a living uh basically pretending to be a dog right this is the just, kind of thing. I just heard about this. 
This is the kind of thing that is rife with me wanting to make fun of millennials, okay? On the other hand, she's making her money. Mm -hmm. She's not hurting anybody. So I, I support that concept, right? You're making your money. You're not hurting anybody. You're not doing anything wrong, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go for it. She's making her money this way. Uh, and, and as much as sure it's a little goofy, uh, you know, I, I look at it from that perspective and I say, go for it. You know what? Fuck it. Make your money. Right. Plus mm -hmm. look at this, hit that link and tell me that if she, you come home and she's sitting there with her leash in her mouth like that, uh, that you ain't taking her for a walk. Who wants to take me on a walk? Wait, the following media includes potentially sensitive content. Okay. Okay. Right? You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh -huh. Yep. I saw this one. It popped up on, uh, on Noah Get the Boat. Okay. And I, was like, I was like, Noah, fuck the boat. Go get the peanut butter. <laughs> this episode of Eat a Bag of Dicks is brought to you by, well, us. Hi everybody, it's Ron here. Look, getting a new show up and off the ground is not easy. We don't have any real sponsors at this point, but it still doesn't hurt to throw in a little shameless self-promotion. Greg and I have no plan to kid ourselves into turning this stuff into a full-time gig, but... There are still costs associated with getting this podcast and the other stuff we're going to do off the ground. Wait, what's that you say, Ron? Other stuff? You bet your sweet ass there's going to be more. But at this point, you can interact with us on most of the different media platforms at Eat a Bag Podcast. You can get a hold of us on Twitter. We have a dedicated subreddit, a Discord, eatabagpodcast.com, or plain old email, eatabagpodcast at gmail.com. And for those of you that are the most generous of all, we've set up a Patreon at patreon.com slash eatabagpodcast to help support the costs of hosting and publishing the show. And the other stuff coming in the future, too, of course. Once again, that's patreon.com slash eatabagpodcast. Thanks again to, well, us for sponsoring our own show. Now, back to it. <laughs> saying, like, and, and she's making her money and she's not hurting anybody and I see nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. She's playing the game uh, and she's winning. Yep. And and I'm all for it. You know, I mean, if it turns out that, you know, uh, she starts tweeting a bunch of racist shit or whatever, okay, I'll have a different opinion on that. But what mm -hmm. she's doing for a living, why the fuck do I care? Yeah. You know? Uh, and, and I'm just, I'm realizing this, right? You know, like I, I was watching uh, earlier, um, there's this YouTuber called Shoe on Head. Okay. Again, one of these situations where, you know, my, my first instinct maybe is to uh, mock a millennial, but um, I, I watch her show and it was, it was one on uh, when, when everyone thought Kim Jong-un was dead. And his okay. sister was going to take over, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and I'm watching her show, and you know she she talks a bit of politics and whatever in there, and and uh, you know she makes it entertaining, and and it's it's actually quite good. 
Um, but I realized that, you know, I, I agree with all of the points she's making. Um, and, and I'm starting to think that, you know, uh, Fortnite dances aside, uh, maybe, maybe these millennials are growing into something that actually, uh, you know, is, is responsible and capable, um, I mean, obviously not all of them, but yeah, hope there. Yeah, yeah. I it well, and it, you know, responsible and capable. I, I too have spent the better part of probably the last five years, and and a part of it is certainly the circle of people in which I am involved um, and not only from an employment aspect, but also the, the majority of people that I will see outside of work are usually in relation to my wife's side, you know, pre COVID you and I would go get drinks there's some other, you know, couple of friends that I that I hang out with, but other than you, honestly, nobody else lives even remotely close to me. The the people that I grew up with or anybody that I continue to associate with, and so it's a, you know, it's a process to be able to do that. But hanging out with uh other people that you know are colleagues or friends of my wife's would fall into that millennial category and the typical tropes that you would hear from millennials about things being so difficult and like oh my gosh having to work and like (laughs) one of our friends that works until three o'clock and every day has to come home and take a nap because things are so hard and we don't we don't have any kids but i still have to take care of the cat and it's so hard and it's just i have to work seven hours a day uh it's just so hard i have to come home and take a nap because how else would i do it like it it falls so much into that typical trope. Sure. But the moment that all of this stuff started coming out about the Trump rally in Tulsa and the abysmal failure that it was and and Feelings of TikTok aside, the fact that, like, the the millennials were able to do that, but they weren't even at, like, a level of what, say, like, Anonymous would be, right? Like... Anonymous would be out there being like, "Hey, we're gonna hack this shit, and we're gonna we're gonna make something go down, and we're gonna make sure that the power gets cut during the middle of the con- you know the rally or something like that." Like, 
they just went about their business, right? And like some people passed it along on TikTok and were like, everybody go request a thousand tickets to this event, right? And everybody went and did it, but nobody was like, I shouldn't say nobody, right? But it was, it wasn't like every single person was out there going, hey, hey, guess what I did, right? It was, it just happened. And Trump's stupid fucking dumbass campaign manager that has now since been demoted was like, oh my God, half a million tickets have been requested for this thing. Oh my God, we're getting close to a million. Oh, this is going to be the most popular thing ever. Oh, Trump is so great. And 14,000 people show up or whatever it was, right? Like, there there was just this turning point of like, Holy fuck, these these guys actually do know what they're doing, right? But they're also they're conscious enough to be like, yeah, we did this. What what the fuck's the big deal, right? Like we wanted to make a point, we made a fucking point. Right? They're not boomering it up out there going Here's my gun. Get off my lawn. Right? Like, right. It, it was just that part was amazing to me. Largely because of the fact that. My direct experience. Has informed me in such a way that. I think of millennials in general in a condescending way, right? And in that case, I am no greater than the boomers thinking about us in a condescending way. Well, and I think that's, you know, there, there's part of that for us, right? Is that we kind of, we exist in this nexus, this middle space between the boomers and the, and the, and these millennials, right? I mean, we, you know, okay, boomer makes sense to me, right? It makes sense. Uh, it absolutely does. You know, uh, mocking Karen makes sense to me, <laughs> right? But at the same time, I'm not a millennial, right? Right. I, I passed that prime a long time ago. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a millennial. But, and and you know this about me, I I have nothing uh, but respect for, uh, you know, the sex workers and the gig workers and the people who, uh, you know, uh, choose alternative work paths or, or even the people that work, uh, you know, less desirable jobs, right? The, the janitors, the the fry cook at McDonald's, right? You know, I mean, I think they all deserve respect. People all have difficult jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, millennials whining about their jobs uh, gets irritating, but at the same time, boomers whining about their fucking jobs or their 401k or their stocks or whatever gets fucking irritating too. Oh, boo-hoo, I'm going to have to wait another year to buy a fucking yacht. Suck my dick, Boomer. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh-huh. These 
Daniels cancel cultured my entire stock portfolio. Mm. You deserve it, you douchebag. That's right. Uh, you know, I, I so I got to say, um, I'm siding with the boomers, uh, and I'm going to quit my job, and I'm going to become a Fortnite streamer. And that's siding with the boomers? No, not with the boomers. I'm sorry, with the millennials. <laughs> Fuck the boomers. You had me really, really confused. Because I, I think if, I had me really, really confused. I if you... <laughs> <laughs> if you had suddenly taken up the uh, the stance of anything other than fuck the boomers i was going to basically just rage quit the entire show and and this would have been it (laughs) It (laughs) i think you know i i think that a lot of it was you know, okay, so there, there's our perception, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being being in the middle of, of this fight, right? We're we're kind of in the middle of it, um, right. but and and, time, and just to be clear, just real quick, because if if anybody ever does start listening to our show and and they they happen to take a step back to episode fourteen and and listen to us describe this, they might happen to say, well. Okay, you guys aren't boomers and you guys aren't millennials, then that makes you guys Gen X. But really, we you and I are not Gen X either. Right? right? Like and, and there have been I because I I have gone through this with a number of people and you know, looked it up and researched it. Like there's there's no concrete definition, right? But but there is this in between of of Gen X and millennials, where the basically the the best way that I have found to describe it is that the primary like formative years of your youth were in an analog world and getting into like the teenage early twenties was, was like the, that explosion and that transition into the digital world, right? Like there, there is this, this kind of gap in between Gen X and the millennials where I think both you and I fit that like we can absolutely remember not having a computer uh still having a landline telephone um having rabbit ears on your tv like all of these things that kind of defined that pre-computer age analog world getting getting the AOL floppy disks mailed to you absolutely mail i yeah and yeah there's a thing uh-huh, right? But anyway, so I, I just want to make that portion clear that, that, yeah, there is a very large group of people that falls into this, this Gen X category, right? Which is another thing that really, I, 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 don't, I didn't mean to derail you off of what you were no, saying, no, 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 no. but 
that really baffles me that this battle, if you will, right, or this back and forth between the millennials and the boomers, and yet here we are in this, you know, middle ground with Gen X kind of being like just overlooked, right? Well, and and I get it. I, I gotta say, okay, Gen X was a colossal fucking failure. I mean, but, just... But, but to oh. their own admission, though, that was what? like, that was Gen X's... Like, you could have tattooed that on all of Gen X as their mission statement. Like, that's... that's <laughs> they set out to accomplish nothing. Like, I and, mean, that, it was not an accident. They intended that, for it to be that way. I mean, I, I think that's why me and, and you know, you uh, never really felt comfortable in that. Because I, I know that we both have a sense, right, of, of responsibility, I guess, to, to activism and, and mm-hmm. to look at the world and say, that's not fucking right and we should do something about it. Right. But we've always been, you know, w- within the Gen X population, right, we were the minority of that. Um, the vast majority... Uh, you know, just wanted to sit around and, uh, you know, play fucking Mario and accomplish nothing uh, and then hopefully get some inheritance from their parents or something. I don't know what the fuck they thought they were going to do. Yeah, Uh, no, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was that. It was sitting around, but it was, it was the, it, it was sitting around and getting stoned and listening to Nirvana, right? See, and, is, and, right? And, and, and thinking that their grunge band was going to be the next Nirvana. Gen X is the fucking, it's, it's the Nirvana of, of generations, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, it's shitty. It makes no sense. You can't understand them. And they all, like they just suck. Like fuck them. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. Now that I pissed off every Nirvana fan out there. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll just go on the record as saying the best thing Courtney Love ever did with her life was shooting Kurt Cobain. Uh... <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I've said it before. I, but I think I, I think maybe. This is why, right? Like there, there was a period where, where millennial, uh, like it needed to grow and find itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and those early years, um, it was very easy to mock because they were the whiny Gen X, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't just Gen X doing nothing; they were like. Gen X doing nothing but constantly complaining about it, right? Sure. But now they've they've grown, right? And they've taken this uh, meme and, and internet culture, and and they've grown with it uh, as as part of it. Um, and now they're they're reaching a point where uh, things are starting to solidify, and 
I, I got to say, um, I, and I thought I would never say this, but, uh, you know, as, as far as identifying me, uh, you knowing knowing that we sit in that middle space between kind of Gen X and millennial, mm-hmm. identifying me, I'd rather be identified as a millennial. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you had to pick one way or the other, right? Like, oh, there's no in between. You got boomers, you got Gen X, and then you got the millennials. It's fuck. Okay. I'm right there with them. I, I'm a millennial too. And in, in, in that case, absolutely. But just like, you know, a, 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 Oh God, so many thoughts swimming through my head here. The, the, the problem is that the boomers just won't fucking die. Right. Because the boomers had their time. Right. And they, they were the influential ones of the late 60s going into the 70s, right? And then they all started getting older, and they all started getting more conservative, right? And their generation of children started coming up, and what did they fucking do? All they ever did was complain about fucking Gen X, right? And they're so lazy, and they don't do a goddamn thing, right? You're so lazy because you fucks were their parents. Exactly. Exactly. The blame is always on someone else. They never look back at the fucking pot that they stirred and put together and go, oh, well, maybe we fucked up along the way. You fucking demand your kids get participation trophies and then complain about them. It just baffles me how all of the seeds that they sowed and we are all now reaping because of it, they take no responsibility for, right? Like, I don't even care. Like, if you don't have all of the answers, that's fine. You know what that makes you? That makes you a fucking human being, right? Because nobody has all of the answers. But when you sit there and instead of saying, oh, shit, my bad, I'm so sorry. And you instead, you step back and you go, well, not my fucking problem. I didn't do this. We didn't do this. Holy shit, maybe we shouldn't have fucking supported Reagan, you know? No, no, but but none of it is their fault. It's just a matter of circumstance or praise be to Allah, it was meant to be this way, right? Like no person like no accountability whatsoever. Why and then it- what happens is you you get two to three generations after that because again these fucking boomers just won't goddamn die right you now have these multiple generations coming after them that all resent them and it is astounding to me that the millennials and the boomers are in a war and we're in the middle of this like you know thing but it's it's all of this pent up shit 
that a lot of us for a long time have not given the millennials a a, a fair shake, if you will, and a like a credit to their intelligence and realize what's going on. But they know what's going on. We all thought that they were going to be uh, a more disappointing Gen X, right? Like that's initially right. right, What they were presented at like, yeah, just a more disappointing version of Gen X because that's what the boomers wanted you to think. That's why. And I know, I know I've said this before, but in, in Inuit culture, they used to take their boomers and they put them on an iceberg <laughs> and they put them on the sea. But we can't do that anymore because the goddamn boomers melted all the fucking icebergs. <laughs> and here I was just about to ask you, why not? Why can't we do it? Oh, yeah, it's so obvious. My way to describe boomer mentality. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. You, so you're familiar with the concept of manifest destiny, right? Uh-huh. And expansion to the West. And okay. Well, so boomer mentality, right? It all, it all evolved around sort of, you know, the, the corporate and the capitalist structure and building up the stock market and building up the, the financials of the country um, mm-hmm. and, and so for that reason, I, I refer to the boomer mentality as manifest douchebaggery. <laughs> okay. I approve. It's I just, approve. it's, it's their God given right to be douchebags. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it like, yeah, the, the douchebaggedness that, really comes from a sense of entitlement and obviously that's you know that's where things like karens are born out of right and let's be perfectly honest that that douchebaggery and that sense of entitlement is 99 percent white people right like yeah this country has been built up in a way to elevate and sustain primarily white males right it i mean white women certainly to a to a, a point with you know the karenness and all of that but it's not an accident that we got to this point right and, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't, I don't particularly partake in a lot of things anymore, um, as, as it relates to any sort of media or, you know, things like that, primarily because most of it is all so goddamn depressing, but, Oh, if they I make was... one more fucking NCIS, I swear to God. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't even I wasn't even talking about that. I, I meant as oh. far as I meant as far as news and other things, but 
seriously fuck ncis um, <laughs> but one of one of the shows that I will routinely try to keep up with, uh, if I can, is Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Um, mm-hmm. Give that man and his staff all of the accolades and and awards or whatever they need. Um, oh, I mean, oh. give them all the money, right? Like. They're it's doing such good work thing to, to have come out of the sort of daily show Colbert rapport, uh, ending. Right. Right. Uh, or, right. Well, I guess the show didn't end. It just went to what's his face and no one watches it anymore, but, right. uh, Trevor Noah. It, and I, I would say, I, I mean, I would think that people still watch it to a certain extent. Otherwise it wouldn't be on anymore, but, but I think, uh, and, I think and who knows, that, maybe the, maybe the millennials are keeping it alive. I don't know. But but I definitely agree with you. John Oliver, you know, he came out of that and, and really made a show that's amazing. Absolutely. And yeah, oh. and HBO knows absolutely what the fuck they're doing. Um, oh, yeah. But um, occasionally I will I will tune in to um, I, I will tune in to Colbert and and just kind of see. What's going on? I'm I'm not any sort of avid watcher, you know, watching every night or anything like that. But um, occasionally, I will just have some downtime and need something to kind of fill it. And I'll okay, let's check out some clips from Colbert, whatever. Um, and unlike that spineless twat Jimmy Fallon, um, the thing that I do appreciate about Colbert is that. Despite spending all of those years as the faux right-wing personality, he just, like, he does not hold back against this narcissistic regime, and, and he'll just go after it. But all of this is to say that the other day... I had a little bit of downtime, was looking for something to watch, so I pulled it up. He's been off the air for a couple of weeks. But a few weeks ago, uh, he had Jon Stewart on. And they were talking about several different things. But one of the segments that they were talking through was about things like the um you know the uh, like the new deal arguably the greatest and and most expansive social program to happen in the history of this country the the gi bill for returning gis coming back after um world war ii you know things throughout our modern history in the last 100 years if you will call that modern right that all of those programs specifically and explicitly like it, it wasn't even nuanced language that restricted black people from being able to participate in right in in the last 100 years right things that were passed as acts of congress and approved by 
a Democratic president, one of our, like, the president that signed the New Deal in, right? And FDR was no saint. I mean, you can talk about Japanese internment camps and all of that kind of stuff. Don't get me wrong, right? Like, I realize that, right? But, like, these things that from the left side and from the Democratic Party, we view ourselves as such righteous champions of equality and, you know, elevating everyone, right? But there's... we. What I'm trying to get at is we all have a dark fucking past that we have to overcome, right? And it's not... And it's it's not just as easy as saying Black Lives Matter, right? They they do. They absolutely do. And anybody that says all lives matter instead should probably be shot in the face. Like, just point blank. But it's not, like, that. That's that's one part of it, right? Like, Black Lives Matter is not the end result of this, right? Right. It can't be. No, it absolutely can't. There's no way. But I feel like... And and it gets gets worse as you go up the chain, right? (laughs) To tie this back in, right? I, I think that millennials are actually the closest to realizing this fact, right? That it it just can't... You can't have a couple of weeks of protest and everything is going to be better, right? Whereas the the older that you get as you move up the, the chain, right? You, you get up to a lot of people in, in our generation or within Gen X, right? And it's like, well, these things have been going on for, you know, I mean, at this point, a, a couple months, right? But, and, you know, some people are, or some places are going to slowly start to defund some some police departments or this or that or whatever. And, well, good effort, guys. Right. And and you move up higher and you get into the boomers and the vast majority of the boomers are like, fuck you. I'm not wearing my mask into Walmart. Right. And they're, they're not even talking about it. Right. Because they're so pissed off that their fucking liberties are being infringed upon. And. If, if let me say this right now, mm-hmm. if you go into a public place and you don't wear a mask it should 100% be my right to tase you in the fucking nutsack. <laughs> Fuck you. You are a disgusting human being. You're putting everyone's life in danger. And as far as I'm concerned, you should be arrested and you should mm-hmm. be charged with attempted murder or, or at least uh, assault uh, for, for trying to spread this disease. I like because that. You are intentionally doing it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I totally agree. And it's... But in in order to sustain any of this, um, 
we're going to need we're going to need for the boomers to keep dying off. I mean that that just has to happen. Um fuck modern medicine. Um well, I think you know our just let them all go. Fuck modern medicine, so <sighs> I sure hope that's, so. That's the other thing. All these fucking boomers out here whining about their masks and their liberties and whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like they're the ones that are going to get sick and wind up on fucking ventilators and bullshit, supporting a president that's just marching them out to die. I mean, I should be supporting this. Yeah, I well, you should, but again, it there's that struggle there, right? Of I don't give a flying fuck. In fact, I hope that those people that are being such douchebags end up getting the virus and end up dying. Like, I I don't fucking care at this point. I am so checked out. I don't even fucking care. The problem is that those assholes are going to transmit it to a shit ton of other people in the process, right? And that's what I have a problem with. If if this was the type of thing, like it was some sort of like flesh-eating virus, right? Or some sort of brain parasite that took hold and you were gone within 17 minutes. Like, in that case, I would be all for it, right? Because then fine. Let them go out with their mask, let them contract it, and let them die there foaming at the mouth on the supermarket floor, right? That At that point, I would be happy. But the but there, fact there that... The problem is that the boomers just, they won't fucking die. It's like nope. Night of the Fucking Living Dead out there. Uh-huh. Just these fucking ancient-ass corpses shuffling around trying to kill everyone else. Uh-huh. Yep. And they, they and they don't give a fuck. They they're just fucking zombies out there and there's no makeup required either because they already look like it too. Oh god damn. Mhm. Mhm. Yes. So all of it to say I am now in support even though I I never thought that I would be saying this, but I am in support of millennial culture and quite frankly, we all of these kids, as I'll call them, because I'm old enough now that I can call them kids, you know, even though they're fucking... 18, 20 years old, right? To me, they're kids. When I was that age, I had the strength and the stamina and just like the charisma and vitality to to be out there doing that. Um, I mean, and, I don't know about the charisma, but I'd, uh, I'd blow some stamina on some more. Yeah. You blow that stamina good. <laughs> but in any case, you get my point, right? Like, 
But we also let, let's let's be real about this. When when we were that age, these tools didn't exist in the form that they do now, right? And they certainly didn't not, have the that they do now. Not not in the in the form that they did now. You know, we had our. You know, we had our own um, portion of this, whether it was... Okay, BBS message boards and team <laughs> texting don't count, okay? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking more of, like, what we were going up against, right? Oh, sure, when, sure. Whether it was, you know, uh, 9-11 was an inside job or, you know... Uh, protesting the the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, right? Like, this country has had no shortage of conservative leadership. Now, it, it, granted, the the absolute atrocities and war crimes that were carried out by the Bush administration, while they're no fucking walk in the park. It it sure makes you long for a time where, you know, basically the leader of the free world, you know, was just a dumbass that wanted to bomb the Middle East in order to to maintain a stranglehold over oil prices, right? Like it's it it has certainly reached a whole new level of idiocracy if you will but at that point uh, being a liberal minded late teens early 20s um, activist there there was a vitality there that our generation could provide well, a slightly older Gen X, while maybe sitting there going, Meh, well, it is what it is, right? There were still plenty of supporters, but you're not, you're not finding them on the streets marching with you as much. No, but my, my argument to that, right, or, or my rationale for why that didn't happen and why that can happen now right, is because of the access to technology and tools that exist Mm -hmm. the way that they do now. And the fact that, that, you know, this millennial generation was born into that and never knew a time when it didn't exist. Exactly. I mean, Twitter in in those days, right, didn't, didn't have the reach that it does now. You know, everyone sits around now and they say, Oh, cancel culture doesn't work. Oh, you can't just protest everything on Twitter. It doesn't work. You know what? It fucking does work. Look, it's working. Mm-hmm. It's canceling shit. It's working. You can't just make a podcast with three listeners and expect anything to change. Well, you know what? Okay, <laughs> probably done that. But uh, this shit uh, it works. It's getting companies to change their behavior, and that is the root of capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're voting with your money. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, yes, continue protesting on Facebook, continue protesting in reality too. 
you know, continue organizing on Twitter, continue protesting there, continue your hashtags uh, and, and, you know, continue doing everything that you're doing because obviously it is making a difference in the world. Um, mm-hmm. Despite what anyone tells you, it's working, it's happening. And if you happen to be listening to this also, uh, go support a sex worker. Go, you know, on their uh, OnlyFans or something and subscribe because they work their ass off. Both literally and figuratively. Exactly. <laughs> oh! oh, motherfucker. I think you broke it. I broke it. Oh, my God. Well, that's a perfect ending for a show right there. (laughs) I think you broke it. Fuck. I wonder if the batteries died. (laughs) God damn it. What are you, like, recording this on a tape recorder? Oh, my God. What? No, that was my button. Ooh. It went all haywire. Uh, There we go. Now it works. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Ah!